whatever. But anyway, happy 420, everybody. Hey. Yeah. If it's mean? legal where you're at. Yeah, can you explain that one to us? <laughs> what are you referring to there exactly? 420, right? It's, it's, it's whatever you want it to be, you know? Is it like the winter? It's the day. Done? It's, it's the college. Uh, all colleges have prospective students come visit day. Oh. It's actually kind of true. <laughs> McCoy, did you know that we actually live by where 420 was invented? Allegedly. According At least that's the legend. room around here. Yeah. Yeah, according to the people around here. <laughs> no, so, it's true. It's true. You were there. I was there. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would explain. It was me. I invented it. I'm sorry. Yeah. I've heard so many rumors Damn. about that. Like it was the time that you would approximately have to go home, put your yeah. stuff down, and then like go meet someone in a forest somewhere under a bridge or some shit. That's not I've at heard. all what it is. <laughs> I've heard that one. <laughs> No, it was high school. Cool. It was after school. Um. <laughs> okay. Sorry. You guys ended school around four o'clock? No, like three. No, I think oh, that was back okay. in the day. Ah. Uh, hmm. Back in my day, we used to walk three miles to and from school, and we'd be in school until 6.30. Uphill both ways in the snow. Exactly. That just makes sense. My fencing practice used to end at like five something. I forget that you used to fence, James. Didn't you bring your fencing equipment to Oberlin? I sure did. Yeah. And then all of the people on the fencing team um, did drugs. I don't know. I just, yeah, I, I just wasn't comfortable <laughs> around them. It wasn't the drugs, mostly. Uh, it was <laughs> the, the being weird and uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> Sounds reasonable. <laughs> so I, uh, I quit. Also, I was depressed at the time. Hmm. Uh, no bueno. Have yeah. you fenced since then? Like you picked up your nope. old sword, you know? I left it at Oberlin, actually. <laughs> oh, did you left hella shit at Oberlin? I remember that. Yeah. So it was there being like, James, we don't want to do with this. And you're like, fuck it all, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yep. oh, shit. <laughs> it was really hilarious, yep. too. There was a bunch of extra balls that you had left from a, from your ball pit. and Yeah, I, that's right. I had a ball pit for a while. You, you had a ball pit, and then you left a bunch of extra balls there, and then I was like, what am I supposed to do with this? And in between those communication moments, I was like, just throw it away, man. Just throw it away. It doesn't matter what he says, especially if he takes a while and a day respond. It's not your fault. No one will blame you. And then I was like... All right, I'll wait. And then you're like, just throw it away, man. And I was like, yes. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for dealing with my shit that I left at Oberlin. Bro, for sure, dude. I dude, love. Dude, that ball pit was such a chick magnet, though. I swear to God. I'd, like, walk into your guys' room, and there'd be, like, six girls in your room just all in the ball pit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the problem is, is like, it's not. It's like. It's not a good chick magnet. It's just a chick <laughs> magnet. It's just, it's like, it gets them close, right? But then they're like, all right, I'm going to go to a party after this. And you're like, damn it. Like, <laughs> like it didn't really I'm work. I'm not sure if it? you, McCoy, would think, damn it, because you would be busy playing StarCraft in the corner anyway. So you'd probably be like, oh, thank God they're leaving. Now I can really focus up. <laughs> yeah, oh, I would have just played in a different room. Like, it's just like, it's ugh, just the sound of a ball pit is not conducive to sound cues in video games. So yeah. it's tough, but. 
Yeah, that's yeah. A, that was the funny thing. Cause I also had like a, a really nice like mattress on my bed. I had like a memory foam mattress. It wasn't even that nice, but it was like pretty nice. People were like, oh my god, like can I hang out in your bed? And I was like, get the fuck out of here. This is my bed. <laughs> I'm playing StarCraft. You need to leave. They're like, no, God, no, I no. remember that. That was so funny. <laughs> it's just like, guys, this You'd is be my like, everything. Yes, Don't take this but from me. I'm playing StarCraft, so. Yeah. If you want to watch me play StarCraft, that's cool. Yeah, it was one of those things where <laughs> they'd it was be like, like oh my God. okay, and then 15 minutes later, they'd be like, I'm going to go. <laughs> yeah, and I'd be like, great, cool. Just to clarify, I <laughs> yep. won that game. Always, man. Yup. Yup. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But it's just funny because, like, I remember people being like, do you think, like, you're going to be, like, worried that you're going to have to explain that there was all these girls in your bed? And, like, do you think they're going to believe that you were playing StarCraft? And I was like, if people know me, they're going to believe I was playing StarCraft. <laughs> 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 so. So that's very true. true. So speaking of StarCraft, which is not at all this, but I'm going to make a segue anyways to another competitive game, Valorant. Uh, I've decided sort of spur of the moment I've been texting with James that instead of taking 90 minutes to talk about Valorant today, we should do a separate side quest for that, uh, a separate <laughs> podcast, and we will spare this episode. Um, but Valorant thoughts coming. I know James and I have been playing this a lot, and I'm sure we have a yep. lot of thoughts. So stay yep. tuned for that. Um, yeah. Cool. Should I'm I just jump say, into the I fucking swear, news? Every oh. time I like keep on, like whenever I log on and I look, it's like you guys are just constantly playing Valorant these days. So, <laughs> <laughs> which then I was just Ooh, like, what are the boys doing? Oh, Valorant. Okay. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> what are the, oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> can I just, no. Okay. You can. Oh no. I don't have a key a thingy. You gotta, you gotta get in, man. <laughs> gotta get into the beta. I don't know if I want to. <laughs> I'm sure you don't want to. Yeah. But. Well, it's always funny because like McCoy's like, you should really get in, and then McCoy will preface it by being like, by the way, it's really hard, like <laughs> super hard, like it's it's so difficult, and it's really like you know, it's it's gonna be frustrating to play, but you should join us. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's always like this. It's always like. I, okay, I could see how you could take that from what I was saying. My perspective of that conversation is always slightly different, where it's like, yeah, so I've been playing Valorant, and you're like, oh, God, I really want to get in. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, if you want to try it, you should try it. And then you're like, no, I don't really want it. And I'm like, yeah, you're right, you shouldn't, because it's really hardcore. And I don't say hard, I say hardcore, which just means, like, for instance, actually, you know, all right, one point that will, will be taken from that <laughs> other podcast that will come here but James and I were just having discussion recently about what it is to have fun in a game like that. And it means something for different people. Yeah. Um, but the, the juxt, wait, what? The, the, the <laughs> what am I trying to say? The main point. Juxtaposition. No, I would, that's what was getting me trapped was that fucking word is <laughs> oh. not right. And it was not even close to right. <laughs> and I was just going down that road. But uh, no, uh, some people like to, to sort of like play pretty loose and willy nilly and like, hey, let's just like, you know, have a fun casual game. We won't really try very hard. And that sounds good in premise, but then they get stomped. Um, and they don't have any fun getting stomped. Uh, and so then their mindset slowly starts to break and then they try to try like three, like fourths of the way through the game, which is way too late. Um, and there's a lot more nuance to it. Like for instance, if you don't watch the angles, like you're, you're responsible for a job. Like I will watch this corner if you watch that corner. Like, and if you're not taking it seriously and playing willy nilly, then you're, gonna get shot in the side where you weren't looking and that's not fun either so there's like 
the whole idea of like play the game loose for fun it to me leads to the least fun experience possible so that's why i say it's hardcore it's like you're you're the fun comes from the intensity of it and the fun comes from the coordination of it and that's totally fun to me but it's not like oh I'll just casually play science i know i don't think that exists i don't think that's fun so that's me the people who play games casually not to win trigger the shit out of mccoy <laughs> <laughs> no, just specifically, specifically when they choose the hardest core competitive games in existence. And then they're like, yeah, I just play. I'm like, dude, there are so many games for you, dude. The industry is trying to build every game to be for you. But this one, the one that you get stomped by being not as good and not working together, maybe that's not the one. You know? Um, so. Yeah. So to hear more about that, um, <laughs> tune in to the... Tyranny of Thumbs side quest episode about Valorant. True. Um, True. Coming soon to a theater near you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Except you subscribe, without the theaters. Your phone. Without the theaters because social distancing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, and so we mentioned Tyranny of Thumbs. That's us. Um, are yeah. we now in this new world where James introduces us? Is this just like naturally occurring? Oh no! Oh god! Uh, yeah. So uh, no, no. It's McCoy's turn to introduce us. What Look, we're can doing I do is my going impression in a circle. Of James, yes. Introducing. Yes, please do that. All right. So that's Gabe over there. Hello, it's me, Gabe. Hey. I'm over here. How you doing? I'm doing all right, man. How are you doing? Oh, it's this is going great. <laughs> this is going <laughs> really great. Okay. Um, well, James already mentioned. Um, how you doing? That's me. Oh, I'm good, man. I'm good. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. Moving on. Okay, so Zoe, uh, you're also a part of this podcast. Yes, um, I would hope so. Am I fired? No, no. We don't have permissions to do that here. <laughs> 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 but no, I don't know why you would think that. Um, <laughs> Just the way you phrased that, I'm like, you're still on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was trying to think of something funny, and I don't think anything appeared. <laughs> and so instead, that just silence just made that sound kind of weird. So, yeah, true. Um, how are you doing over there? Yeah? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm doing swell. Just got back from cooking myself some chilaquiles, or as Brandon likes to call them, chilaquiles. Oh, excellent. So. Chilaquiles. Yeah, he, un he unironically said that, and I looked at oh, him and burst good. out laughing. <laughs> 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 like, oh, jeez. Oh, no. We got to fix this. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that's unfortunate. But, you know. I don't it's know. Like, I think it's hilarious. It's like I've only seen it red. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, it it certainly was hilarious because he just he pronounced it that way and like, I don't know. Sometimes I'll do like a, a there's a running joke in my family where like we'll pronounce tortillas as like tortillas. Like we'll purposely like make it sound like an uncultured white person is saying a word or something like that. So Brandon said that, and I looked to him thinking that he was joking, except his face was just, like, stone cold, like, serious. And he looked at me being like, what? And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, we gotta fix this. <laughs> he's just playing, like, the hardest core level, you know? Like, yeah. he knew, and he's gonna strength, you know? 
I'm sure I'm sure that's the that, that that's the story he's trying to sell. So uh, I'll I'll give him I'll give him that. <laughs> Hell fucking yeah. <laughs> Um, cool. I'm just going to jump into the news right now, because um, Elena prepared Let's this for me, and allegedly there is news, and that's crazy. Oh, right, that's true. I actually did hear about this. What the fuck? There's a new XCOM game coming out, and it's coming out, like, right now. Like, Wait, it's literally what? coming out, like, by the end of this week. I heard what nothing about it. That's the thing. It's coming. It's it's a really bizarre, random thing. I've never, I don't think it's, I think it was literally announced, like, less than a week ago, and now it's going to come out like the end of this week. And it's like a real XCOM game. It's not like off brand. So it is a, well, okay. So it's not numbered. It's not XCOM three. It's XCOM Chimera squad. And I think it's like $10. So I think it's like a small campaign that they just made maybe because of quarantine. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how fast they could turn this thing out, but like, you know what I'm saying? It's crazy. That's cool. I've never played an XCOM game. So you haven't. Nope. Oh. Oh, we we gotta get that on the list. Agree. Add to the list. The list be dope, dog. I've actually uh. did boot up the original XCOM game. I booted up the other day just because I like to play something like somewhat reminiscent and something that I know how to play occasionally. And I don't know. By man, the original did... XCOM game, do you mean the original modern XCOM game, or the original one from like the nineties? Yeah, I, from the XCOM an Enemy Unknown. Okay, so I don't know if okay. that's the original yeah. or not, but it's written as XCOM One in Steam. So <laughs> that's how I'm <laughs> meaning when I say original, I suppose. But fair enough. You just get. So, I mean, I never played so any of them. I just learned at one point that there were some a long time ago. Yeah. Damn. Reminds me of Fallout. Know. I guess hear people say that where they're like, do you mean the original Fallouts? It's like, no, I don't. I never have. I never will. Stop asking. <laughs> <laughs> That's just my opinion. Anyway, so you were saying what it felt it felt like what? Oh no, like I was just I was I'm mourning the loss of one of my Russian snipers because, you know, she was with me for forty two missions and then she just got one shot by the big boss and it made me very sad. And I actually had oh, to like no. sit back and just kind of like mourn for a bit. That's how attached I get to XCOM games. You're like, so oh, then I boot up Hades to get my own ass whooped. Right. No. <laughs> <laughs> you mourn for yourself afterwards. <laughs> I just think that's so hilarious. It's like, you know, sometimes I like to play a game from my past to really give me a reminiscent feeling of what it used to be like. And it, it, the feeling was sadness. <laughs> like, perfect. I forgot, the, I forgot how painful it is to lose a friend. <laughs> so we had to atone for her sins. Yep, exactly. Do Except, you name your agents after people? Uh, no. I usually keep their name. I'll change their nicknames because they always give them like really the worst crappy nicknames. nicknames of like Dozer or something like that. And you're like, what do you mean Dozer? Like, no, mm. we're gonna call this person. Oh, great, I'm on the spot, so I can't actually think of one right now. But the first one I thought you know, of was something. <laughs> first something thing cool. I thought of was like War Machine, but that guy's a really bad dude in real life, so maybe not. <laughs> I feel like War Machine something. Can you name one after me? No. James Dot Games. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna name like my next my next recruit <laughs> James Dot Games. Excellent. Yeah. And then he's gonna know. die instantly. He might. <laughs> no. I'll I'll 
I'll protect him at all costs. I'll Good. put all of the med kits on him so he can just heal himself <laughs> the entire time. James <laughs> must survive. Unless he gets down, in which case all your med kits are now in this person dying on the floor. <laughs> you should absolutely make a squad of all of us and then just record it and have to see how it goes. Oh Dude. my yeah. god, content, James. I'm or Gabe. Jesus. Yeah. Gabe dies. <laughs> Money on me, I die first. <laughs> uh, I'm going to totally do that and record myself playing and be like, this Good. is how the tyranny of thumbs would fare in an alien invasion situation. <laughs> we all just get slaughtered on the first first encounter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, look at this. McCoy's panicking and shooting his teammates. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you would have thought that Counter-Strike would have played out uh, a little different than this, but uh, it didn't. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. The XCOM games, I feel like I would, I mean, you know, who knows? Like in this sense of like putting characters on them, but I always felt like they kind of are characters in of themselves that kind of like come out of the system. And so I never, I never mm. renamed them into my own liking. I always like went with them, like what their vibe was. Maybe I would change their hair like a little bit or like an outfit a little bit, but like I would never, like the core of their being was like always formed when they were recruit and they came to join. You know, like their backstory. Like I would never change where someone was from, because that to me was part of their backstory. You kind of like, I wrote that on top of the game. I don't know if you guys did that, but yeah, it's all about the role play. Mm -hmm. I mean, once again, I never played this game, so I can't answer that question. James, what was your strategy for the last level? All right, moving on. So, (laughs) (laughs) oh hey, Gabe, tell us about this. Pretty soon, leveling a new World of Warcraft character won't suck. Between a new starter zone and a reduced level cap, World of Warcraft's next expansion fixes leveling in some big ways. Yeah, true? I mean, honestly, I well, I don't really know much about it because it's not out yet, oh. and I haven't looked super deeply into it, but I know they're kind of, I guess in a sense, kind of like bridging the gap right now because what they're doing because of the whole corona thing is um, right now, Levels 1 through 119, you get 100% increased experience gained. So they're just making it super easy to level up right now. Um, Though they're doing a level squish, revert kind of thing, where they're putting everyone back to like level 60, I think, Hmm. for the new expansion. So we're going to see how that all plays out. Damn, level 60. What are you guys at right now? 120? 120. I mean, it's evenly divisible. Think about it. Oh, man. I love the idea that World of Warcraft is like, it's a quarantine. It's time for your alts. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I've been doing that, and it's a lot of fun. It's awesome. Man, how is that expansion treating you, bro? Just like, you know, don't the give us the 90-minute version. But just like, I know there was so much hype about it, and now we're here. and I just <laughs> It's garbage. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's garbage. Next expansion. Oh, God. Believe. <laughs> really? Next expansion. Yep. <laughs> really dude it's yeah. crazy this article was saying did you know about this this article was saying that the last time that they redid the starting areas like as in uh, for cataclysm when they changed the world that was actually back in 2010 so it's been 10 years since they did the overhaul of the starting of this game yeah wow really yeah so they're doing it again basically or maybe a little bit so that's pretty cool. yeah and they're kind of wow. switching up wow now to be more like more popular modern games of like uh valorant not quite (laughs) um 
No, but like one of the raids they're going to have in the new expansion is going to be like a Slate Aspire type deal. Oh. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. So they're like kind of a- branching it out from traditional WoW stuff to like incorporate elements from other types of games. Like run base? Is that what you're saying? Kind of. Like ever changing. Oh, weird. Did they specifically say Slay the Spire? Uh, I'm not sure if they said that, but I know somebody who reported on it said that. Huh. I'll have to look it up again. Have you played Slay the Spire? Uh, I've seen it played by myself, have not played it. Doesn't strike me as your type of game. That's not that's not a game that I would associate with WoW at all. So, it's interesting. Yeah, I'll try Maybe to find like... something about it. Hmm. Okay, so while you find that, we'll move on to our next story here, which is Mountain Blade 2 Bannerlord Everything We Know. And the editor's note is from Elena. It says, please tell me what this game is and if I would like it. Ooh, I wish I knew anything about this game at all to answer that question. So, so I know a not. little bit about that. In the, I mean, I've I've seen very minor amounts of stream. Um, it's a kind of weird, I think, third person um, night simulator, sort of ish. Um, okay. The single player, you uh, play as a knight, and you like swear yourself to one faction or another, like to some lord in a country, and then you are like called to battle with other nations, and you have to like ride across the countryside to get to the battles, and um, and then you fight in them, and you control troops. Um, give them like commands um and uh then you can like marry people and and have children and then i guess you can like play as your children when you die um is it like stardew valley but night night style (laughs) i would i would go so far as to say it's not at all like stardew valley (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay we've got some really good game comparisons so far we got start we got starter valley and we got fucking slay the spire like we are well, i'm just thinking um, because you know elena really likes i think Stardew i think valley, elena so i think elena would enjoy watching somebody play and controlling some of their choices more than she would enjoy playing this game i so think it's got some me play it that's sort of what i'm insinuating um, wow. but I don't know that you would enjoy playing. Um, that's a problem. It's got some <laughs> weird combat things, I think. Um, if I recall correctly, uh, but I might be totally off on that. It was Dude. a long time when I watched somebody play it for the first time. Yeah. Thanks. And I'm then glad. I heard a little bit about it. Yeah. I'm glad you knew anything. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just a funny thing. Like, these games always interest me from the look of them in the sense of it's a massive war. You know, it's a bunch of uh, horse archers, like, rolling around. And like, oh, that's pretty sick. And then I, I always look at the combat for these types of games. And I don't know if it's this one in particular. 
but it just looks like a fucking chaos. <laughs> it just looks like a mess, and I'm just like, okay. Uh, I mean, it's cool. That it it kind of, I feel the same way about World War Z. It's like, oh, there's so many zombies. That's really cool. Okay, never mind. It's just a mess. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that's kind of true. So. Um, and, like, you can do sieges in this game. You can, like, fight through sieges, which is cool, except for the AI is, um, it's bad. Uh, from what I've heard. So they're like working on that, but who knows if they're going to make it better. Hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, apparently they were working on this one for a long time, according to this article. And this guy mm -hmm. says the words, but low, L-O exclamation mark. It's finally yeah. here, which is exactly the line where I was like, I stopped taking this seriously. I, I, <laughs> I don't want to be that guy, but I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, doing this news section has made me read more articles, and I'm like, what is going on in these articles, man? <laughs> like, <laughs> like they're people, like, they, like, have this self-acknowledgement that they're barely read, and so they just fuck around in the articles. It's like, holy shit. Yeah. Um, but anyways, you know, got to get that Look, SEO we need up. ethics in games journalism, not editing. Oh, right. no, don't open up that can of worms, James. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's some bad shit. It's some bad shit, but... Perhaps another side a side quest. What shit have you side heard quest. on? <laughs> what rumors do you want to perpetuate on fucking like, video game journalism? I've got plenty, and I can barely remember any of them or the details. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Um, moving on quickly so that we don't get caught up in getting sued. Uh, this one's for you specifically, Gabe. It says. This Divinity Original Sin 2 total overhaul mod has me itching to play it all over again. And then Elena wrote, Attention, please read these exact words. Gabe, text me if you want to play this. I'm in. <laughs> oh, we're playing the mod? I don't know. I don't know if she meant the mod or not. I read okay. her exact words, and I do not feel that the clarity came from them. But Fair know. enough. Um, I actually, yeah, I read that article, and... It did say that it's not recommended for someone who's playing through it their first time, which I am. Mm. Um, however, it did mention that, like, you know, it kind of fixes some things, but more importantly, it it fixes some of the cheese mechanics you can do, which the developers did intentionally add into their game. Mm. So you can, like, completely, you know, basically, like, you know, stun lock or, like, cheese fights. Um, it's how the game was designed because it really is like you play it your way um, so that would be mm. interesting to experience and see like what mechanics they kind of like rework or things they might take out so that you know you can't just kind of like like fix fights to your favor and kind of just like do that kind of jam um but as someone who is doing their first run, and Brian and I are perhaps not the target audience for that, <laughs> so we've been enjoying the cheese mechanics, um, probably would not be something I would do. At least not until I've fully finished the game and then have the second win to go back. Gotcha. Gotcha. Dude, I, I mean, I know we've said this before, but that game is, is fucking rad. It's, it's such, a lot of fun. It's so good. And I would love to, if you and Elena want to play uh, our own campaign, I would love to do it with you guys. That'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be fun. I would I know. be interested in playing a campaign oh. myself. 
Okay. All right, all, all right, of us, let's go. Smell content brewing. Okay, speaking of content, part of the reason why we're so low energy this week is not because of the quarantine, although the other part is because of the quarantine. So, well, but part of it is just simply, at least me, I'm nursing um, just the ability to to survive alcohol at an older age than I'm used to. Um, because we played Downfall this weekend, and, uh, well, I was going to say we all got drunk, but that's not realistic. I got drunk and stopped paying attention to where everyone else was, and it was great. Um, I guess I want to open it with, well, first of all, I want to do a sort of, like, metaphorical passing of the baton over to Zoe, who's the person that I feel like actually understands what happened the most. Um, <laughs> but Yes, you got wasted. All right, box. <clears throat> wow, we're done. Okay, that yeah, was a joke. No, no, no. Right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. That's, well, okay. So I guess we're gonna maybe preface this by saying, so you know, in in the past, about actually, I feel like it's almost been like a year ago, almost yep. to the date where we played the Cat Lady, um, and it was polarizing to say the least. <laughs> we lost a podcast but, member over it. So. <laughs> <laughs> got it it it, it certainly it certainly turned some heads in some good and bad ways um but uh i personally loved it and as a result i bought the game creator uh, r mikalski's other two games lorelei and downfall and i was playing downfall a couple you know about a month ago and I immediately set it down, texted McCoy, being like, I hate to be this person, but we need to play this game for the podcast. <laughs> um, Hell yeah. And instead of all, you know, going our separate ways and playing it separately, this time we all decide to get together for a crazy drunken weekend and play this game together. And it was a riot. It was completely fun. Uh, in my opinion, I had fun. I certainly got a little buzzed from that and certainly had or certainly had something to nurse the next day because I had quite the headache. But um, so okay, but yeah, wait. I think I just, before before go you ahead. go in, I want to I want to briefly touch on what you were just saying, which is that we because this game was divisive last time, we actually had a lot of internal dialogue about how were we going to proceed with this game. So were we going to like make it a side quest, make it optional, make it something that, you know, you don't necessarily have to do because, you know, it was so divisive and certain people maybe weren't going to be super into it. Um, it was James. Me. That's- it was me. <laughs> I, I hated, I hated playing the cat lady. I thought it was atrocious. Um, and uh, honestly, watching Zoe play was much more manageable. Um is that I a could, testament to my gameplay style versus McCoy's or just a testament oh, to the game uh, itself? He didn't, watch me. he didn't watch me. Wait, hold on. Wait, what? So I would have to watch McCoy play it. No, no, no. Yes. The answer is yes. No. I, no, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, Next no, podcast. I think. So I think just. There's, there's a number of things about the actual playing of this 
of of the cat lady that I just really, really, really hated. Um, and because I wasn't actually playing this game, I didn't have to deal with those things constantly. So I was able to find fun in other places without being constantly reminded of the things that I was frustrated with. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed our night of uh, drunken, ridiculous game play. Yeah, and so is it possible? No, I know we did. We so we so we did change a couple of things. So we did play it together, like Zoe was talking about, um, and has been mentioned probably a hundred times so far. But like, you know, as opposed to playing it separately, we intentionally decided to not torture James and have him play it alone, and in hopes that he could maybe, what he just said, you know, experience some of the the more fun things without getting annoyed, necessarily. Um, and I think we also kind of landed on, there's something to be said for the spirit of this podcast in that sometimes you make people play or yeah games that they're not necessarily thrilled about if in hopes that they're going to enjoy it or learn something that doesn't mean we torture people but you know if Zoe's that excited and that hot on something then maybe that's a sign that we should check it out you know what I mean so I think we kind of had some internal dialogue about that too um Mm -hmm. so Anyways, we can hand it back to you. Sorry, sorry. I just wanted to, like, just because that's interesting at this game, you know? I think it's the first, one of the first ones where, like, we were, because we have this new avenue of the side quest where we can technically make things optional, uh, I think people have all been really afraid to pick games that they're, that they think the other people might not like. Or might not love, maybe. Or just, or even are not that hot on, like, oh, yeah, I guess. I guess I could play that game. Is I think, like, the kiss of death for a lot of game choices. So... It's just, I think it's just interesting seeing that uh, now and just thinking about how, like, I don't know. I think there's kind of a beauty in that, in, like, I'm not that hot on this game, but I played it anyways. And, wow, was I surprised in one direction or the other. I, I think that's pretty valuable. So, anyways. Exactly. Yeah, and so I also thought that this would be an ample opportunity because as this game downfall is in an odd position in games where technically downfall was R. Mikulski's first game that he made before the cat lady. But after the success of the cat lady, he decided to completely remaster downfall and then make it as a sequel to the cat lady. Um, so downfall is in this weird middle ground of like a prequel plus a sequel to the cat lady. But also, I think it's important to note that this game was made four years after Cat Lady, and therefore there was a lot of, in my opinion, there's a lot of growth and a lot of development in R. Mikulski's game design and game style that wasn't present in the Cat Lady, that was present in this game, that I think made it a more enjoyable experience for me. I mean, let's be real, the game still had its jank-ass puzzles. Um, (laughs) Some of the puzzle solutions were absolutely infuriating, and I have to admit, in my first playthrough, I did pull up a walkthrough because I was just like, fuck this shit. Kind of like how James was, you know, approaching the cat lady. Um, From the beginning, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's not true. That's not true. I did try. Yeah, and had you not tried... You might have enjoyed it more. You can always try until you start getting, like, a little bit frustrated. For me, it's, like, as soon as I did not know where the game was trying to lead me, like, I was just like, okay, you know what? Rather than just get frustrated, I'm just going to pull up a walkthrough, but keep the game decisions my own and, like, get through this thing. But 
I don't know, like, and I, I'm interested to get your guys' takes on the development between the Cat Ladies game style and Downfall's game style, because it's very similar in a lot of ways, but I also find there to be a lot of key differences, particularly in that I found just the game style of Downfall seems to be so much more self-aware than the Cat Lady ever was, to the point where, like, Downfall's gameplay almost, like, made fun of itself in so many ways, which then kind of made it refreshing, where you were like, okay, this game knows it's jank. Like, and it's laughing along with us, which I, I don't know, I personally like. I think it's a great way to enjoy a game um, when you kind of have the developer, you know, poking fun, like, at himself along with you. Um, but I'm interested to get your guys' takes on, like, just the key differences between these two games. Um, you know, whether there was stuff that Downfall did that you liked over the Cat Lady, um, or if there was st stuff that Downfall did that, you know, made it worse or on the same level as the Cat Lady. Um, yeah, I guess we can start it from there. I think they, they definitely poked fun um, at themselves. I think mostly... At least what I noticed, I think mostly was with the dialogue. Um, especially from the supporting characters, and I guess Agnes, who became a main character. Her name was Agnes, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. no, <you're laughs> yeah. Right. Yep. Yes, um, confirmed. Yeah. Yeah, there's like some of the stuff through, like, where you could like talk to like the moose head, and you could like kind of make these dialogue choices that didn't really mean anything. Um, I thought that was pretty cute. Um... But to me, I think one of the key differences was the puzzles. And I th think I think the puzzles were a little more bullshit in this game than they were in the Cat Lady. Uh, <laughs> the, the one I remember from the, the, the infamous one from the Cat Lady, at least for us, was the, the gloves in the toilet. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> but for the most part, I remember yeah. most of the puzzles besides that one, McCoy and I being able to actually kind of figure them out. Um, whereas in this game granted it was Zoe taking control but in this game a lot of them I was kind of like trying to follow along and just be like what the what is going what <laughs> like how would anybody notice that or how would anybody figure that out like specifically the doll it, like breaking the pumpkin yeah, taking the doll putting it in the blood then going back to the, the quote unquote door and having to know that, oh, yeah, no, you take the bloody doll and you do that and it creates a door handle. It's just like, what? <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 like, yeah. I definitely felt like the puzzle solutions to this. I, I know, like, Adam described it when he played the cat lady as, like, you know, just taking two seemingly incoherent things and just rubbing it together and hoping something sticks. Yeah. And yeah. I definitely felt that was the case with this game a lot. And the first time I noticed it was when you're trying to lure the cat in that basement um, into the furnace unknowingly, but you lure the cat by putting this cat clock in the furnace because right. for some reason- Because cats that... love cat clocks. Ex exactly, <laughs> like it, it makes absolutely zero sense. And yet I, I, was, I was stuck in that basement walking back and forth. The cat was just evading me. So finally I just went up to each interactable item and just went through all the items in my inventory and then he sticks the cat clock in the furnace and I was like, oh, oh okay. And then I walk, the cat runs and then the cat gets burned up. And I was like, oh, 
okay like why <laughs> like and like he just said like oh yeah when i put that toy in the furnace i was like that was a toy like what you know same goes like you know the cat burns up there's a key in inside and oh the key's too hot it's like oh yeah that magnet you picked up like 10 minutes ago like the magnet's gonna pick up the key so you will be able to handle it it's like oh well why well why is this necessary yeah i don't know like i feel like a lot of those old adventure games had some weird bullshit like this and i don't know if it's like this guy's trying to reference that or or what or or if it just made sense to him but yeah yeah i'm i'm usually in the camp of like oh like I, I would rather keep stuff in rather than take it out. Like even if some people feel like it's annoying or it's unnecessary, but in this case it feels, it feels pretty unnecessary. Like, like the example you just said of the key being hot, like that's some dumb shit. That's some dumb shit. Just sit there for like 30 seconds and it would be, but also like this isn't reality either. So it's like, do you, does it need to like fit those rules? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. So we had the good fortune of this was Zoe's second time playing through this game. So she had had, already like already the struggles before us and had shielded us and protected us from them uh and as a result it's like i swear there was like esports moments from zoe where she would like sit there and she'd be like okay uh fucking inventory this that this interact with this okay this and she's like playing this like sequence out that i'm looking at and i'm just like oh my god that would have been so annoying to do myself <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> oh um yes but that's that's a hallmark of this series. I'm guessing Lorelai has that too. Uh, so have you played enough to know if, if Lorelai still has some of that shit going on? That's the third one of this series. Uh, I'm about two hours into Lorelai. The last I played it, and the puzzles aren't nearly as bullshit. Huh. It's been pretty pretty good to logic through it and figure it out. Hmm. Weird. Okay, well, that's optimistic. <laughs> so maybe you know since Lorelai was made two years after Downfall Redux then it's like then R. Mikulski realized maybe I should do away with the bullshit pu puzzles maybe I mean, <laughs> who knows I could you know go into hour three of Lorelai and then there's gonna be some fucking gloves in a toilet business I'm gonna be like call back yeah <laughs> oh my god there should be a reference to that <laughs> yeah maybe like maybe re reduxing this game just offended their sensibilities so hard that they were like fuck this I'm done like no more like i can't do this to myself anymore and i can't do this to my audience anymore um mm. yeah it's it's weird i okay so in terms of the differences man here's my fucking thesis all right um this game evolves like past the cat lady in a lot of ways because of the time that it was made like the the remake like the remake takes it further like you were saying in some mechanical ways um but i think what they can't evolve is the actual core like story and characters and to me that's where the cat lady is still like a lot above this game um is like the story themes and characters i think is is, is better executed in the cat lady um personally mm. do you think that has to deal with the fact that you playing as joe davis he's such an unlikable character it's definitely part of it that's, but also like sorry. i don't know the cat lady was pretty unlikable as well to me I don't know if I didn't. Yeah, I, like I didn't like like I didn't like love her as a person, but I felt like she had a lot more depth than he did. Um, yeah. Okay, that's fair. And like specifically, like he is exploring like his wife's like 
like trauma kind of from the outside inside sort of weird ways whereas like in the catalytic you're exploring your own mind i just think it was like it's more interesting to me to like see the depths of of susan ashworth rather than because like i feel like all these games try to get into like this the weird like psychology of it and i just think there was just so much more weirdness and so much more psychology whereas actually this one was pretty straightforward it was just like yeah, this person has body image issues, bro. Can you tell by the mirrors? And it's like, yes, okay. Um, but the other one was like, it's like, what's even reality? I mean, there's definitely some what's even reality here, but you were like going to other universes and maybe going back and like meeting other characters I thought like, you know, that were more interesting and just killing all these fucking crazy people. And it's just like, it just feels like it goes so much further. Like, I think this game is, is maybe... Maybe uh you know like like it like what it is it's like a, a first like foray into this but I feel like the person went the developer went bigger with the cat lady in terms of their their aspirations and I think they really like succeeded from that part for me so that that's like the main difference to me is that you can like you can you can sand the edges all you want uh but like I, I just don't think it's as interesting um, does, does anyone feel that way or I mean James is like I hated the cat lady what are you talking about um fair enough but yeah i mean i can certainly see like i i i I can see where you're going with how yeah the character of susan i i would agree in my own playthrough that i was more keen on exploring and discovering the character of susan ashworth than i ever was of joe davis and i also wonder if that's because in Downfall, you can play this game a multiple multitude of ways. Um, there's three different endings. One of them is the golden ending, which we did, which is where it's like, try to have Joe be as nice as possible. But on the other side of and that- And he's still a huge dick. <laughs> yeah, he's still a huge dick with that. But, and I'm almost wishing that we did this for our Saturday playthrough, but there is a playthrough where you can just be total asshole dick Joe and get the bad ending. Uh, where you're just an asshole at every turn and you sleep with the manageress and all that <laughs> stuff. Um, who and, is, and I wonder if it's because of your, that. Your, the personification of the woman that he thinks is his perfect woman? Exactly. <laughs> Everything and more. <laughs> um, she spells it your out. Your circuits yeah. of value. <laughs> Wow, that's but okay. I wonder if it's though because like I don't know like Susan, the cat lady had a a good neutral and bad ending as well. However, like there were never really any true like bad Susan paths that you could take. Where Susan's just a fucking asshole that like you know belittles. I don't know kills Mitzi and does all this yeah. horrible shit. Like, I wonder if it's because of that duality, though, in the game choices for Downfall for Joe Davis, which makes it so it's like, it's harder to connect with him because you can see those options at the table and be like, I don't know, when, when I'm presented with a dialogue option in a decision-based game, I almost feel like the game developers need to word each of the options in a way that speaks to the character who's saying them, whether it's a good or bad option. But it needs to kind of match the, I don't know, match the speaking cadence 
for instance. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, it needs to come from them. You need yeah, to read it in and their so, voice. And, and just the, the dialogue options for good and bad for Joe were just so polar opposites of one another. It's like, tell Ivy that you love her. Or say, you're a psycho bitch who ruins everything. And you're just like, whoa, wait. Yeah. <laughs> two, two, sides of a, two sides of a different coin here. Like, what is going on? Also, they, they lay those decisions on really early. Like, I swear you're like, she, it's like you just roll into that hotel and then she's just like really annoying right from the start. And they're like, you hate her, right? And I'm like, do I? What the fuck is going down? It's like, I might do what? What? Like, can we go with like a little bit of more of a neutral option at first here? Cause like, what is going can down? Can we meet these characters please? Like yeah. what's happening? Well, so, so like the cat lady to me had like, Susan I thought was an interesting character, but I thought mostly what was interesting about her was the depiction of her mind and where that goes and what is and isn't her mind and what isn't, isn't her particular like, insanity in that moment but then also like Mitzi's really interesting and her coming into the story so late and just like what her in motivations are and just like try and all of a sudden you're helping her but I'm like down to help her but then like that culminating in this like crazy dude getting people to like kill themselves and just like it's just like it, it felt like it went places like the, se the second half of that was like oh my god like even the psychologist like all that stuff it was just so different and weird and yet fitting together as it was taking you places whereas this was seemingly very intentionally like contained to like a place mostly um and that's not to say it was it was bad but like it and it wasn't it's just I, I just felt like to me the cat lady had like another level of where they took all the the crazy like unique indie writing that's in this game that i love so much yeah yeah I don't... yeah and i mean i think huh. it it also speaks that the cat lady was a longer game than downfall um, I think the cat lady in total takes about eight hours to play, whereas downfall only takes about four. So downfall is half the game that the cat lady is for one thing. And therefore I thought a lot of character development was rather rushed as a result. I don't know. Totally like agree. I would have loved to have more of Dr. Z, Frank Zellman, that fucking German oh, yeah, crazy they're... psychopathic doctor. I would have loved to have more scenes with him. Yeah. Um, get more of a glimpse into his character and instead all you kind of get is like he zaps agnes back to life and then he kind of comes in at the tail oh, yeah. end just you, to be like <laughs> you like take some random dead dude's brain and you put it into her and then like just frankenstein that shit and it works yeah and then it's like kind of not and really then, referenced a lot but then she also <laughs> but then she has the memories of the body not the brain um some strange shit. Um, have you heard of yeah. muscle memory? <laughs> Think about it, bro. <laughs> Think about it, bro. No, yeah, like, but the thing is, you're like, right. I, I That's do a like great some, point. I do, like. I do like some of the characters in this game, though. Like, you know, like I liked Agnes. Like, I liked. I don't know if I liked Doctor Z, but I was. I liked meeting him. Do you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I, I, I guess maybe that's part of it is that they had to just rush this so fast, and so it just. It, I think maybe everything felt a bit rushed through and it almost just felt like we were just do you think that's okay hear me out on this do you think that is part of the reason why there's some bullshit ass puzzles in the middle is to make you sit there and actually contemplate where you are and to slow down the no. progression through a game like this the, the second one yes the first one no but maybe they're both entwined so no 
I, I, I think- completely disagree. I think that it's it's because he's like, I'm making a point-and-click adventure, and point-and-click adventures have puzzles in them. Um, and point-and-click adventures from the beginning of time have had bullshit puzzles to make it take longer because back in the 90s, you needed to hit certain benchmarks for playtime. You just needed to. And back then, like, six games would come out a year, maybe, and you'd buy two of them, maybe. And uh, so it was more acceptable to have some bullshit where you just had to slam your head into the wall until you figured out that some crazy shit was the result, uh, was the answer. And, like, it could take you three months of, like, walking through and, like, rubbing up against every wall because you just had three months to play this game because you had nothing else to do in terms of video games. Um, and, and he's entering into that canon. So he put in some bullshit puzzles. That's my read. Reminds me of like Mist and stuff. Whereas Mist, every time yeah. I tried to play it after the fact, I was like, hmm. I could see why people would like this, but I I don't get experience for killing people, so I don't know how I could. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so what do you think? Do you think on your first playthrough where you had to solve these puzzles and it took a little... I guess you had to walk through the whole time. I don't know. What do you think about the idea of like having to sit longer in between this stuff and sort of soak it in and think about it versus like the... You know, like, like do you... Because, th- for instance, if, if we trimmed out all these puzzles that fucking suck, like, what what's the, you know, what's left here in terms of pacing? Like, do you think it affects the pacing at all? I I want to say no. Um, and and I say that because how, how I feel, like, if you want to use puzzles as filler and I don't mean filler in like a negative term here but if you want to use puzzles as a filler to you know make a game longer and flesh out a game and you want to make the player think about these characters and about their motivations and you know consequently connect with these characters um then I feel like there needs to at least be some way to engage the player in that exploration while they're trying to figure out a puzzle like, for instance, when you're going around your fetch quest to, you know, find stuff for a smoothie that you're going to make for one of the memories in Downfall. By the way, brains like, is one of the items that you put in this smoothie. A, a whole human head is something. Oh, that that's, you put right, in that's, this right, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Not um, just brains. Like, there was a little bit of cute banter back and forth with Joe and Agnes as they're picking up these items like particularly when he picks up the head and he's like Agnes are you looking and she's like no should I open my eyes he's like nope don't look I'm just gonna take this and just stash it away like that stuff is cute but it doesn't really like that's not what they always do when it comes to these fetch quests for these puzzles is I guess what I'm trying to go for. A lot of it is just walking back and forth, just trying to interact with every item, and not everything has this cute little, uh, cute little subtext to it to help flesh out the characters of Agnes and Joe. Um, 
I feel like if the game did that more, then yeah, I would consider this game's puzzles to be a way to engage the player in the story more. But because a lot of this is just kind of mindless walking around, rubbing two seemingly, you know, different things together and seeing if they fit, and the game only interacting once you get the puzzle solution correct, you know, I don't, I don't find that there's a lot of exploration to be had there. Um, and so, yeah, I I kind of just find the puzzles to be nothing but bullshit as a result. Um, but I feel like if the game director did have those, like, cute little... I keep on saying cute little, but just, like, cutscenes as you discover items and as you're pocketing them. Um, you know, ways to flesh out, you know, Joe's relationship with Ivy, Joe's relationship with Agnes, etc. Um, more than just that interaction with the head, like I said. Um, then maybe there could be a case for it. Yeah. I mean, definitely that would have been like a cool addition or some, something like that. I, I guess what I'm trying to communicate, I don't know if it's the right or not. I'm just thinking about this as a premise is like, you guys ever experienced like consuming any form of media? Like when you take a break, let's say it's a day, but even if it's an hour or 10 minutes, like in that break time is often when a lot of the thinking happens or like the re reflection happens when you slow down and you think to yourself, okay, well, what the fuck is going on? Oh, weird. Yeah. What did happen with that one plot point that they brought up earlier? Like, oh yeah, I don't know. I guess I'll be looking for that now. And so like, I think the room to think would be removed if we removed this puzzles. And I think it would be like too high action, too high octane, like pacing wise. Um, that doesn't, that isn't to say that it excuses these puzzles for being bad, but like, I do think mm -hmm. like, like having to take the time to solve them gave me more time to reflect on what was actually happening. And I, I'm not, yeah, like you could, and like you're saying, you could, okay, you could have your cake and eat it too and have a way better way of doing that. But I do, I look at this game without the puzzles and I'm like, that's a broken game from a pacing perspective, but there's ways to solve it that are better than these bullshit puzzles. But like still, like, you know, there's, there's something that needs to be solved to me from a pacing perspective, because then it's just two action. It's too hardcore. Um, and I, I don't think, think okay. anybody considers this an action or hardcore game. <clears throat> you don't think it's too action? I thought it was really fucking action when we played. Um, and I feel like part of that's because I mean, I, I feel like when you yeah, solve a puzzle, yeah. they want to be like, all right, and now you get the next shit going down, which is like some crazy shit. Let's go. Um, but then if you just like solve them all really fast, it's like crazy, shit, crazy, shit, crazy shit. I thought so at least. Like, you know, rooms are changing. Like, now there's animals in here. Now there's not. Now there's, it's, like, just, like, shit's, like, just go. It's just changing all over the place. Um, and the pacing's really intense. I, I thought, um, from a how much crazy shit is happening perspective. So I just, like, it's, like, interesting. I feel like he's trying to use pacing somehow here. Um, it, it almost, it reminds me of, like, a cheap and not effective, not as effective, I wouldn't say it's not effective, not as effective version of Oprah Din's pacing. Where Oprah Din is like, nothing's happening, nothing's happening, nothing's happening, I'm trying to solve this fucking puzzle, what the fuck is happening? And then the solve is like, you can literally, in like in the noise sound effect that they play, you can feel the gears cranking, and you get to just like get whisked further down that journey by like X amount of steps, and just like the gears crank, you get shot forward, you get a bunch of new story and then you're stuck again and you have to like go solve it now and it's like slow and you have to go solve it and you're stuck again so it's like that 
huge burst of momentum forward and then this pause well, for a potentially long time Well, you have to figure it out. And I feel like that's a pacing thing that I feel like this developer is trying to use these puzzles for. Like, I, I think it's similar. Um, that th Again, that doesn't mean that it's an excuse for being just garbage puzzles, but I think they're trying to get that momentum and then halt, if that makes sense. Yeah, that might I be can kind of see that. Like, <clears throat> I, I think... I, I think the comparison to Oberdin, where, where while I can see that connection, I don't think those two games can be compared well just because of the way in which you solve the puzzles. Like, I don't know about you, but the whole thing about Oberdin's pacing and puzzle solving that made that sound effect, that da-da-dun-dun, like, mm -hmm. so so successful and so um you know just like i don't know relieving to hear was because the way in which you solve those puzzles make you feel like a genius because the game doesn't really offer you any hints as to what the solution is nor does it give you like it only gives you slight context clues whereas like in these games it's like yeah you just rub two two objects together until something clicks and then half of the time you're like wait why did that work mm -hmm. and you're kind of just left being like okay well i solved it i don't know why <laughs> like mm -hmm. and therefore to me it just kind of left me frustrated you know just like throwing yeah. everything into the pumpkin blood and then the doll gets put in the pumpkin blood and you're like okay well now i have a bloody doll well what the fuck does this do <laughs> like i think i think a better pacing comparison might be Dear Esther. Really? Okay. Um, in the, the, the pacing in that game is about, I mean, the pacing of the story as it's told in that game is, um, it's not dependent on solving puzzles beyond like figuring out where to go right and that it's really not a puzzle right <clears throat> in in this game and in the cat lady i mean arguably it's really not a puzzle like it's it's a sorting algorithm <laughs> uh a search algorithm right it's <laughs> it's um it's like n by n just like you know put interact with everything in every way until you figure it out. And like, if you happen to get it right the first time, then the story progresses. Like that's not pacing. That's not a pacing thing to me. Like I think the pacing of you solved a, a puzzle in quotes. Um, so now I want to give you the reward of the next piece of story is like, that's perfectly reasonable to me uh, as a choice. And a lot of, you know, that's, that's not like, to me, that's not like, you know, a, a genius move. That's just like what games do. Oh, um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And I don't think you were saying that's a genius move. It's, but um, I think um, 
like I want to compare it to Dear Esther in part because Dear Esther was able to pace that story amazingly just based on and based on like without puzzles. Right, without puzzles based on how you progress through the world. And basically the second you were done with the previous thing, it gave you the next thing. Right? Because the amount of time that you wanted to process the thing was you exploring where you were. And then and then when you leave you you discover another element of the story, another cool area. Um, and I think that that like I feel like that pacing is almost what like just like progression like movement based story progression is almost what we saw in this in in Zoe's playthrough because mm -hmm. she was kind of doing speedrun strats because mm -hmm. <laughs> some of the puzzles like through yeah, the puzzles yeah. because the puzzles were bullshit some of them at least um, sure and so. I don't know. Do you kind of see where I'm trying to get with oh, this? Oh, definitely. Um, comparison that, like, if there was some way for him to to kind of allow you to to sit in an area like successfully with with an idea, maybe have more things to explore in that area, then it might have been more more interesting, more successful. Um, in terms of 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 drawing out the story yeah um but frankly i mean i i do not like the aesthetic of that of uh this game i thought i was about to say dear esther i was like bro <laughs> no dear esther's aesthetic is incredible this game's aesthetic is the gross building you want to leave <laughs> <laughs> um and as I said many times, remember, we are walking through an active hotel. Like, it is in business. And, uh, good God, does it look like an abandoned building. Like, for 20 years. Yeah, it didn't seem good. <clears throat> or was it all a dream? Yeah, I mean, there definitely is. Or, or was, it all, was a, it all a dream? Insanity or something. <laughs> I don't know if it's a dream, but... Oh, yeah. No, James, I do know what you're. I know. I know what you're saying, and I think we're all sort of talking about the same concept of just like, if you if you like a lot of a lot of games, if not all games, have to like drip feed you their 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 story points, and they try to pace with something in between. Whereas Dear Esther didn't. Think it's kind of puzzles in the sense of you have to know where to go, but not really. It's mostly not. It's mostly just you kind of know where to go. You're just getting there. It's the pace of the walking, and it somehow works really nicely. Um, and then this game, you know, has pacing in puzzles. So if you if you think of the story's pace is there's story, then there's some bit of time that you have to wait to do something else, and then there's more story. Like, there's all sorts of ways to accomplish that, it would seem, from these examples we've picked. And I, I compare it to, to Oprah Din because, like, I actually think... Well, so Oprah Din's a masterpiece because both the puzzle that you're solving 
the the point where the story is still is delightfully enjoyable and incredibly satisfying to proceed and finish but then the story that they give you next is delightful and wonderful to experience and so it's just both sides like both pieces work in concert in a way that is just incredible from a pacing perspective um, and an enjoyment perspective but i think if and we would never do this because again obra din is incredibly enjoyable to play um but if we were watching the walkthrough version of Obra Dinn, obviously we wouldn't play the game, we wouldn't solve the puzzles, right? And that would be a sin and no one would ever do that. But I, but I think the part that you would see, which is the story, but just way faster, would also suffer, I think. Hmm. Because, yeah. do you know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. So that's what I'm, I'm trying to like get at, is like, I think there's gotta be a better way than bullshit puzzles to do it. But there can't be nothing. I mean, if you play a puzzle game with a guide, like, what the hell are you doing? So you're probably trying like, to experience the story or you're trying to beat it or something. Um, but it's clearly not the pacing that they wanted. And so I think we, I think we, I think we can all agree that he needs to figure out a better way to pace his games than bullshit. But I think he needs something. Um is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Cool. I agree. Cool. Soundboard. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's how meta we are. We just say no. soundboard now. Holy fuck. Um, also, notably, it was hilarious that I thought during the playthrough, like, our tendency, because we were so confused as to whether or not... Like, because, like, you can, you can come on so strong with your wife so fast... Like I felt like the the group was looking to be assholes. <laughs> they were just they were like they which, were feeling. Which is why it. I'm saying we should have done the whole hundred percent asshole run. I think. Dude, I think so. I think <laughs> in retrospect, because... yeah. After the first decision where you were like, "Well, I have to do this for the golden playthrough," I was like, "Ooh, but we want to be assholes." Well, it'll be fine, and it was fine. Um, <laughs> but I could feel the asshole coursing. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. I was actually very disappointed with the golden ending. Mm. I I hadn't seen it. I didn't know what to expect. I honestly like the neutral ending I got in my first playthrough better. Do you want to tell us about these endings and how they play out? Um, so I, I can quickly look up what the multiple endings are, like at least for what the bad ending is. Um, but the neutral ending, so, so in our golden ending, what happens is Susan Ashworth kind of in this triumphant moment comes down into this basement where Joe is trying to shock his wife back to life and Susan axes Joe to the ground uh, but Joe in the golden ending lives that axe blow and kills Susan and he and Ivy escape together you know to I want to say it's a happily ever after, but honestly, that is such a dysfunctional relationship. So who knows? Maybe like the next day they'll like get in another argument or whatnot. So, which is why I'm like, I wasn't really satisfied with that. Um, Plus him holding I saved you over her head forever does not seem like it would solve the problem. That's healthy. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. for real. Hey, you're being kind of a jerk. I saved you. Okay. (laughs) Exactly. Um, and in the neutral ending, Susan 
kills Joe, Ivy doesn't come back to life. And Susan and Mitzi just look down at Joe being like, this guy's a fucking psychopath. And then that's how the story ends. That's kind of badass. Essentially. Um, and so... Let's see here. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out... Um, Oh, wait, I forgot. In our golden end ending, it wasn't Joe that killed Susan. Wasn't it Ivy that killed Susan? Fuck, I forget. I don't happened. remember. Anyway. Well, you don't have to so, like, give us all um, the endings, but, you know, just, like, the ones that you played and the one you think that landed more. So, Right, cool. so, um... Okay, so, worst ending, Susan's Ruthless kills Joe, burns him and Ivy's bodies together, and Susan is just like, this guy's a fucking psychopath. I forgot my neutral ending. Susan kills Joe. The, um, Ivy's body catches on fire because Susan just overloads and zaps Ivy's body into a fire. Joe somehow lives that axe wound, but he escapes with Ivy's body, burned body, just to go mourn for the rest of the days, but he escapes unscathed. Hmm. And then there's the ending that we got where Susan thought that she killed Joe, but Ivy kills Susan. And Ivy and Joe flounce off together in a happily ever after? <laughs> Question mark. Question mark. Um, the point is, I don't want Susan to die. Yeah, what the and fuck, the man? Golden ending kills Susan. So the neutral and bad ending, Susan escapes unscathed, and she's in, still in her, like, rampage. So Yeah, well, exactly, man. Although I thought she couldn't die, but yeah. But <laughs> the lore of this game, though, hold on. Um, I, do, I do love all the references, though, to the cat lady in this game. Do you, do you think? I felt like some of those got added afterwards, but I guess I don't really know that and I, I don't care to check, but it's just funny, like, like Susan Ashworth showing up, but also, like, the cats, just the way they look and the way they're portrayed and just, like, weird little, just, like, character mentions and stuff like that. I thought that was pretty cool. Well, so keep in mind, this is meant to be a sequel to The Cat Lady, given all the Cat Lady references, I think. Like, the original Downfall game sure didn't have any of those Cat Lady references, but Downfall Redux because Mikulski expanded the game on top of remastered the game, I think he added in all those Cat Lady references just to match up with the lore better, to make the world seemingly more consistent between games. Um, You know, you do have your Queen of Maggots who comes back in Downfall, and uh, even then in uh, Downfall, she says that her name is Lorelai. So I'm very interested to see how that plays into the third game, yep. Lorelai. Yep. Um, well, I hate to break it to you, we're yeah, going to play Mass Effect for nine weeks, so. <laughs> 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 oh, no. I mean, maybe we'll do Lorelai as a side quest at some point. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't know. I, I like the callbacks to the cat lady. But I, I guess I just also love how somewhat trolly this game is in that it just 
kind of makes fun of itself. Um, my particular favorite, and I think it was McCoy's favorite as well, is just when Agnes asks Joe, like, how, how does uh, Dr. Z know my name? And Joe's like, oh, he, he saw it. It was embroidered in your, uh, in your underwear. That's how, he, uh, that's how he knows your name. And she's like, oh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill him next time I see him. And then in big letters on the screen, it just says, Agnes will remember that. And you're just like, wait, what? Is this a Telltale game all of a sudden? Like, yeah. what? And it never pops up in the game again, nor does it have any effect for the rest of the game. I forgot about that. But just shit. that fleeting moment where you see that Agnes will remember that, you're like, oh, fuck. Should I not have told her? Like, <laughs> oh, no. Dude, it's fucking awesome, man. That part is just like, holy shit. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of that, like, sort of cheekiness in this game. Now that you, like, mention it, and I keep thinking about it. I feel like just, like, like, even, like, I want to say, like, just that character, the the guy who, like, is just kind of a jerk at the party. Like, just that all of the interactions with him are just, like, weird and cheeky, I feel like. Like, that character is not Oh, taking... with Harrison. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that guy's fucked up. Yeah, bro. I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I liked that this game was redone in the Cat Lady engine, though, and that all, like, the text uh, fonts and, like, jankiness and all the menus and stuff, like, fit. Like, it really... I think that really actually did help put it all in the same universe. Like, I think all that work that he did to put it part of the same universe, like, that was, I think, well done to me. Because I think that's that's what you want to do. I think you want to make your fucking Marvel universe out of these games if you're a single developer doing it. <laughs> Fuck it, let's do it. I know you love the font for the exclamation points. I do. And can you explain why that is? Because uh, they look like penises. Thank you. Thank you. Not to mention that one of the puzzle solutions is that you take a statue's penis <laughs> to put on the gas pedal in a oh, car. Oh, that's Especially right. Because, like, the statue. It's like take its foot or its head or its penis. Yeah. And it's just like. <laughs> it's like, what kind of option is that? Obviously yeah. the penis. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. Well, the yeah. statue, when you see it, has, like, a leaf covering the penis. So it's like the game's, like, trying to be decent or whatever. And then you just, like, you see penis written. And you're like, whoa. At least I was like, Whoa. And then we clicked on yeah. it, because I guess that's what you do when you have that reaction. And then it just shows you in the inventory this just fucking penis in your inventory. This stone penis. <laughs> like, damn. All right. That was one um, part that was kind of wild, where she's like, you escape out. And it's like, okay, I need to use this car to get away. But then she's like, I don't know how to drive. But she does know how to, like, <laughs> turn it on, set it to drive, or I guess reverse in that case. Yeah. <laughs> And then hold like, down the, the uh, <laughs> yeah, hold on the accelerator. It's like, all right, hold up. <laughs> I think you lied to us. Maybe she literally didn't know how to drive like in her previous life, you know? Maybe. Like she just doesn't know how to. Dude, here's a fucking so random question. Do you guys think that you are better drivers because you play video games? No. No. <laughs> I've, I've never correlated the two, no. Okay. I think so by, like, a million miles. But it's not... <laughs> yeah, it's not because, like, I, like, know how to, like, stay in the lanes better or some shit. It's just my reaction time is so trained. Like, I just see shit slower. Oh. Like, I just... I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if you guys... I don't know. Maybe, maybe you guys haven't noticed that. But to me, it's like... I notice that when I drive with other people, like when I'm sitting in the passenger seat and I can feel how fast they see something that they should be looking at and how fast they react to it. And I just see it before them. And then I'm like, and there's this tense moment where like, I'm like, 
we could die right now. When will they know that? <laughs> and it's like, and now they know that. And it's just like, it just feels like they're not scanning for threats in the same way. I don't know. I don't know. That's just my harebrain theory. I'm going to on... say, uh, McCoy, that actually might be because you have anxiety. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm going to so, not I chalk definitely... that up to video games. I'm going to chalk that up to you're a very anxious person. Dude, that's possible. So I definitely also have a lot better, like, visual awareness than a lot of people that I interact with outside of my video gaming. But I don't know if that's because I play video games or just because I have better visual awareness. So you might be, you might be onto something. I don't know. I feel like there's some sort of reaction thing built in there. It's maybe sports and stuff would do it too. Like just just something that keeps yeah. you like trying to push your reaction times faster. I don't know. Also, the f- uh, just like you interact with people outside of video games. <laughs> just, <laughs> just just question. God. Well, I think there've been anymore. studies to show that at least. I mean, not anymore. <laughs> I think it shows. Or they've done studies that show that it does improve your decision making, like like speed and decision making, and I think hand eye coordination. But I haven't looked at those studies in a long time. I could just feel that anecdotally. I think. Um, I don't know. I don't know. There's just something about like, I feel like you just get reps, like depending on the. I mean, obviously not on the cat lady, <laughs> or yeah. downfall. <laughs> But, like, you know, it's just sometimes you just, like, get reps in, like, fast decision-making or, yeah, and just stuff like that. Like, I'm not saying, like, you know, burnout is teaching me how to drive, although maybe it is. I would hope not. <laughs> yeah, it's just, like, but, like, we as long as you can... We were talking about this earlier. As, as long as you can disassociate, like, okay, the game wants me to be a maniac, but a game also wants me to drive really fast and be safe so that I can continue to be a maniac as opposed to failing at being a maniac. And I feel like there's somewhere in there lessons can be gained, but okay. Okay. I have a controversial opinion, but I think that going to driving school makes you a better driver, not playing video games. (gasps) (gasps) Somebody bleep that shit out. (laughs) So controversial. Um, Okay, hold on. Why are those mutually exclusive? Could you not do both of the, I did both of those things. <laughs> no, that's what also, I'm saying. I'm just saying I would trust someone with that rather than someone who is like, oh, yeah, I've played tons of GTA. I know how to drive. <laughs> You're like, mm. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I think I'm going to come down on the stance. I didn't know I was going to make a stance today, but that you don't want to skip learning about driving and practicing driving and play video games instead. Um just think that's probably safe yeah i mean you know what maybe maybe it does because if it increases hand-eye coordination that could only be a good thing for driving that's what i'm trying to say there's just like little edges there anyways let's all pat ourselves in the back for being gamers about 10 years ago oh maybe a little more than that i heard that video uh, people playing video games a lot uh have a better time discerning between shades of gray which I thought was hilarious because back then all video games were just shades of gray. <laughs> okay. Uh, what about 50 shades like of gray? Gears of, yeah. Like Gears of War type things. Like you can tell you're trained in like telling what's a enemy and what's a wall. You were an expert on gray um, and brown. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't um, know. Food for thought. 
write in. If you think you're a better driver because you play video games, write in. Um, good God. Good God. Yeah. Wow. Any, any, um, any, any other? Oh, James is saying something. So I want to talk about the thing that I thought was good about this game, which is the music. Hmm. Um, I thought the music was good. So you're a fan of Nine Inch Nails? All right. Yeah. I mean, honestly, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I am a fan of Nine Inch Nails. This game is uh, trying really hard to be Nine Inch Nails, <laughs> the music. And um, I believe it's Mikulski's brother who does the music. It's his brother, Warmer. Is he Or Colder. Warmer is like the person who did the music for in the cat lady when you stick your arm into the fucking hole and then it does the fucking menu it's like dun, 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 dun. oh he he did the music for both of them yeah. yeah like he he did the music for the cat lady as well um i guess i still don't understand your warmer is the name <laughs> of the person according so to this youtube just video his, oh. his, his music oh okay. like the band name or some shit um uh, maybe um, cool. I just know his brother helps out with the music stuff. And yeah, it's really good in this game. And another reason why I hate the golden ending, because the credit music is so much better in the neutral ending. Dude, I could see that. I don't know. I was kind of underwhelmed with the music in this game. Like, I th it's still good, but I thought the Cat Lady was better. Maybe that's just me, though. But they do So reference. the Cat Lady might have had better music. I was just like, fuck this game. I hate this game the whole time I was playing it. So um, I wasn't listening to the music. Yeah, that's super fair. They also reference the Cat Lady music in this game a couple of times. Like, you can kind of hear things that, like, inch towards that. You're like, ooh, nice reference. Oh, yeah, like, Joe plays a piano, the piano ballad for the Cat Lady. That was awesome. At some point in this game. Yeah. Another callback. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this game um, does more of the Cat Lady thing of demonizing mental health okay. issues. True. Um which I'm not a fan of. Um, I think it did it slightly better with, like, exploring, um, like, the specific... I don't know. It. I thought that the exploration of eating disorders was a little bit more reasonably done than the other themes um and what what happened in the cat lady um but it was all weird and gross to me um i just i just don't i so everybody in in all of these games is like crazy um and that's not, I don't know, that's not an effective tool to me. Um, I think that it's not, I mean, um, there wasn't as much like, he's a fucked up weird axe murderer guy because, because he's crazy. Uh, and I appreciated that, but I, it, it was still there. Um, I think that um, uh, who am I looking for? Um, the like the you have to go in and kill four versions of your of is it your wife? Is that 
I was a no, little bit drunk. No, it's Sophie. So yeah, Sophie. Sophie is just a woman who lives in Quiet Haven. You have to kill off four memories of her because she'll never leave. Um, right. And that's the only okay. way to get your wife back. Um, though it right. is implied that Sophie is suffering from the same things that your wife is suffering from. So I guess in that way they're connected. Okay, so why wasn't it just your wife then? Why wasn't it like you have to you have to kill her her problems? I you have to go in and help her deal with them with with murder. I don't think it's like It might have been implied only because at the very beginning when your wife first goes missing the manageress like talks about like how oh like Ivy met Sophie and those two got on like a house on fire like they wouldn't stop talking to one another so I feel like it's like another part of Ivy the same way that Agnes is also another part of Ivy yeah I think that seems like a not an unreasonable interpretation (laughs) so what yeah okay yeah I don't know I I feel like it's not well explained I I feel like maybe part of the and tell me if this is what what you're thinking James but I yeah, because you you mentioned like these two concepts that I feel like might, that like kind of like might help explain it I guess. But it's like we're talking about like this is like an oh god I smashed my mic with my hand. Um, <laughs> uh, this is an exploration, like of these things, and then also it's like, you know, you said the word demonizing also, and it's like, it's well it's like literally demonizing obviously because there's tons of demons everywhere. But like, I feel like um these characters aren't really supposed to necessarily or a lot of the side characters and stuff like that like they they i think they are supposed to be one dimensional like they're they're supposed to be like almost like a vibe or a theme or like just a concept like wishing past you in this sort of weird ethereal world like i does is that part of the objection is that there isn't a lot of nuance to a lot of these characters or because i don't mean that to say all of the characters but i just mean to say a lot of the sort of Um. side characters or something like that Um, yes and no. I think, I think that it's all, I feel like it's half explained in a certain sense. It's, um, like in the cat lady or no. Okay. So in the, let's stay to this game. Um, so you have your wife who is just weird she's kind of precognitive and also has a lot of has an eating disorder and a lot of other just mental health problems and um and she's really unhappy and and then there's Agnes and Sophie who may or may not exist, may or may not be aspects of your wife. Agnes is, like, clearly supposed to be an aspect of your wife, which, like, you fall asleep and then you wake up and all this crazy shit's happening. And so maybe, yeah, it's all just a dream, in which case... That's a trope that I don't love, but... um, Because it kind of trivializes the entire story uh, to me. But... um, It's, it's like, if, 
if they are all aspects of your wife, why not why not make that the point of the story instead of make that like instead of angry revenge to get your wife back so you have to murder these aspects I feel like why why do that instead of show that you are like you can still have the killing of these really detriment like difficult um character traits i guess that that are really hurting her and she's not happy with why not make that explicitly clear that she's not happy with these parts of herself um and then is it and then honestly like mirror it so that it's like clear that this is what you're doing you know it's like that's that kind of ambiguity is not interesting to me um, yeah I, I can see where you're going i think also one thing that i thought the cat lady actually did better than perhaps downfall did is that at least when it comes to the mental health issues of Ivy, it didn't really seem to be resolved in any coherent sense in Downfall compared to the Cat Lady. Like, in the Cat Lady, Susan's suffering through depression, and throughout the game, you can see her kind of crawling out of that depressive hole and actually finding a reason to live. Whereas in Downfall, and I mean, if anyone has any interpretation that says otherwise, let me know, but like, it kind of just tells you like, oh yeah, like Ivy has bulimia and then that's it. Like, it just kind of gives you all this And she has weird precognitive stuff and she's really unhappy. Right. And like, sure, you kill these, you kill these four memories of Sophie and Sophie kind of represents the bulimic side of Ivy, sure. And perhaps that represents killing that part of Ivy. However, I I don't think that if, if that was the game's intention, I don't think it necessarily did a good job in making me feel like Ivy has come across to the other side of that uphill battle you know so, like I mean, yeah i don't know i i never got a sense like towards the end when ivy lives it's like okay well is she still going to have these issues yeah. like is she just cured now like i think the game didn't i think the game left a lot to interpretation but as a result it might have left just some I don't know, like uneasiness with how that was addressed. So, hear me out on this, right? I swear to you that I, even though it's 420 when we're recording this, I'm not high. But <laughs> I actually didn't really see this as an like as as I about Ivy. It sounds so silly. I did not see it as about her because the main character that you play is that dude, and actually Dave. I don't know. Um, like he to me this was actually an exploration of his psyche where it was him being frustrated because his wife 
is haunted by these demons and his innate response is to kill them which he can't do um, but he wants to there's like an aggression in there that he wants to rid these demons from her and protect her and save her but he can't because they're in her mind so it's like that exploration that's why he's going so aggro that's why he's doing all this crazy shit and that's kind of to me in the end why nothing really solved because he can't really solve those problems it's more of like the um so i like that i like that reading of it honestly a lot better and i wish that it was you know yeah ever suggested that that might be the case i i I think there's there are little hints and stuff but yeah it's definitely not really explicit but it's like it is if it's a dream right it's his dream i think if it's a dream you know what i'm saying like to me like i sure oh it's absolutely his dream it's always you know his dream but like and and honestly i think that that kind of makes sense including the like um the interaction with the manager at the end it's like he has to decide you know well, not to go for his perfect like, woman and instead right. go back to his wife who is imperfect. Right. Um, and that's his demon. So it's still yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's centered yeah. Yeah, and that's that's like that's actually interesting. Um and there are ways that you can write a story in which that comes across and you're not explicitly saying it. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't think that this is a successful way to tell that story for me. Yeah. Um, I could I could see where you're coming from. I think it's more successful to me, but I can totally say why why it wouldn't work for you. It um the reason why that I came up with this whole fucking harebrained theory, which the more I think about it, the more I think is valid, is just because it reminded me of the feeling that I had in high school when I dated this girl that had body issues. But it wasn't that I it reminded me of her. It reminded me of me um, wanting to help, but not being able. That's what it reminded me of. Um, Cause I could say all this nice shit and it didn't matter. Um, and I could do all these nice things and it didn't, it didn't matter. And it, it frustrated me, maybe mad um, because I wanted to help so bad. Like I wanted to do something that would be helpful. I wanted her to see herself the way that I saw her and I couldn't get it done. And so that's what the that's the feeling it evoked, and I was like, interesting, interesting. I haven't thought about that feeling in a long time. So, the, I mean, so the problem to me with that interpretation of the story is that he kills all the demons, and then they're dead. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's like that. That does not the the way that this story goes forward. It's like yeah, so it's a dream, and. And so he gets to, like, fulfill that fantasy. But it does not feel like a fantasy fulfillment. It feels like a weird murder all the demons. Yeah. This guy loves his murder all the demons. Event. Yeah. Although, to be fair, the ending that we didn't see, he dies in the end. Like, it's just done. Um, So I could see that potentially fitting better in that. Yeah, but if you're trying to tell that story and it only actually happens in one of the endings... Well, that 
I don't know. True, true. Although that's just the tough reality of multiple endings. But yeah, no, I agree. Like, they definitely, like, there's something to be said for the way it wraps. Although, you know, we've already mentioned it, you know, in the sense of, uh, well, I don't know if that really solved everything or, like, I don't know if their relationship's necessarily better or whatever. And it's like, probably isn't. Um, but I don't, I don't know if necessarily they were going for exactly that same feeling. But I, I, th- I really do think it's an exploration of his side of the relationship and his side of dealing with thing- this with the problems, as opposed to Susan's is her inner journey. This is his essentially inner journey whilst being the partner of. So. I don't know. That's like that to me is kind of cool. Like I think that that kind of explains why this treats these things with a little more distance. Um I agree with you cuz I had the kind of an uneasy feeling the entire time when he was not making it about himself, but he was trying to be like the take charge, defeat the demons himself. Like he was trying to fix his wife. But as you said, that is not how you go about that. Um. So, yeah, so I agree with you as well. I think, I mean, hearing that explanation, I think that is what the writer was trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't agree that he succeeded. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's fair. telling that story. I could also see a certain point or a certain perspective where maybe the ending could be a little more open-ended. And, you know, in the moment, it could look like, oh, hey, you know, like, you saved the day, congratulations, you quote-unquote fixed your wife. But that's not to say that, you know, this is not, like, the true end. It could, you know, I think we all kind of view as a case of, like, oh, now things are better, but like we were talking about earlier, this does not fix really anything. This is still a very dysfunctional relationship and who knows like a week later a month later things could go back to being how they were hmm and just the the temptation that he deals with and stuff like that with like his perfect woman or whatever but also also just Agnes in general and how cool she is like and just dealing with the memory of that seeing that like seeing all that stuff is just like except her weird mouth yeah, whoa. <laughs> that Joker grin. <laughs> yeah, you're fucking right, dude. What's up with that fucking... I'm down, I'm out. What's up with that fucking mouth? Like, <laughs> because sometimes she's like, she's like... It's like her default animation or her default resting face. She has resting Joker face, is what I'm trying to say. Because she'll just start yeah, talking. Yeah, she really does. And it'll go away, and you're like, okay, yeah. And then she like comes back, and I'm like, okay, you're fucking crazy. But I don't know. Yeah, that was very strange. I would kind of chalk that up maybe to just like the fucking the surrealness of it all but also what the fuck though (laughs) what the fuck (laughs) i think to bring it back around though i i like i like mccoy's interpretation of this um and i and i you know i hadn't thought of that before um and and then i also at the same time just agree with james that a lot of it just still kind of seems like yeah, just more could be resolved or at least made, I guess, like a little more clear as to the creator's intention. And I think that just has to deal with this being relatively like a one-man show. 
creating a video game that deals with these topics. And I commend him for creating a game like this. Um, Because, you know, just... I I don't think these topics should... I I don't think these topics should be... Like, never be brought up if you're a one-man show. And I commend him for bringing them up. Um, Whether he was successful or not. Like, I'm just... I don't know. I'm thankful and grateful for him for trying and then just creating this discussion as a result. Yeah, I think he did it right. I mean, obviously he took some creative liberties with how things are portrayed, but I do commend him for making a a game that dealt with these kind of issues, because you really don't see that. Um, and I thought it had a somewhat uh, somewhat I don't want to say realistic, but you know, you can you can kind of see it with you know, how someone would kind of, like, come to hate mirrors and seeing themselves in a way that's not necessarily true, but it's how their eyes and their mind distort it to then seeing themselves as, like, this monster or this disgusting creature. Um, and, like, the killing the memories and all that stuff. So, obviously, yes, creative freedom, but with a you know, grain of truth in the middle of it all. So then perhaps it's time to rate this bad boy and get out of here. Um, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, cool. I never know if you're going to like play the sound bite or not. So I just like brace myself. I never do, <laughs> man. I need to get a shorter one. They're too long, man. They're too long. You know, I just feel like, all right, fuck it. I'll play it. Wait, no, it's not so- yeah. We're gonna, right, I'm gonna rape cut it off. this bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, James, please make a song. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Alright, alright, James, lead us to the promised land. Uh did you enjoy all this right. more than fuck, I ruined your pacing. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed this more than the cat lady thumbs down. Okay. Uh it's I I just I don't like it. Okay. I like hanging out with my friends and laughing at a game that I think is bad. Uh, that voice acting at the beginning, though, am I right? Oh, right? my God. Oh, God. That whole beginning scene, though, am I right? That voice acting at the beginning, that voice acting in the middle, that voice acting at the end. It's it's not good voice acting, dude. Um, it, it's better than the cat lady, voice acting-wise. Um, but, yeah, I mean... I, I mean, it did help that at least the main just, characters didn't record in what could be a tin can. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I do love um, the recordings where the person is peeking their microphone, and as a result, that sound is really unpleasant, so they had to turn her down just in general. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they didn't Which just didn't fix the re-record it like, like a normal person would yeah that was great when she was whispering but also peeking and it's like hold on they're like what the fuck is <laughs> can i do that can i can i whisper and peek i can't no i think you did a good um, impression nice try i'll see if i can add something uh, else, yeah you won't yeah no don't please it sound awful um yes i mean i just i would have hated playing this game um but I would have hated it slightly less than the cat lady. Thumbs down. That's my answer. Very nice. 
Very nice. Um, so do you want to say like a half a thumb down? <laughs> no. No. Oof. So Oof. the thing about this is that like thumbs down is like the worst score, right? So yep. it could be like infinite, infinitely worse and still be a thumbs down. Mm. Or infinitely better? If the other one was infinitely uh, yes, worse? Yes, or infinitely better and still be a thumbs down. Yeah, wow. it's true. Yeah. So there you, go. you hated the cat lady is the vibe that you're trying to continue today. Yeah, so I feel like when we did the cat lady episode, I kind of just let Adam rant. Um, but in between our two episodes, I complained to my roommate for the entire week that I had to play that game more. <laughs> awesome. Um <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, that's just the vibe that I was going into this. <laughs> it's actually funny. Like, so you're. And I was. Yeah. I was saying you're go. saying that the pacing that was enabled by having to pause and wait an entire week for a game that allowed you to really think about it, that allowed you to really have this story. Yeah. Its impact. It really got me into the vibe of hating that game. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> yep. Well, there you go. There you go. Yeah, it was a genius move by the developer to make me wait a whole week in order to finish that game. You're absolutely right. <laughs> to just get me into the mindset that he wanted me to be in. Very nice. Very nice. Um, Gabe, do you have a, sh a similar sentiment? Do you hate the cat lady just the same amount and this one slightly or infinitely better but still thumbs down? How, how are we feeling here? You keep forgetting that I gave cat lady a thumbs up. No, I don't forget. I was yeah, just right? mostly just comparing. This was okay. well, okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> How dare you, McCoy? Yeah, you're fucking. I'm right. giving you a thumbs down. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> this is going great. Uh, no. Um... <laughs> Congratulations, you played yourself. <laughs> no, I, I kind of I like these games. Um, they're definitely not what I would recommend to your average Joe to play or really anyone else that I know outside of this circle. However, I think there is something to be said for these games. Um, they are very niche, but I would give this game a thumbs up because I think it touched on an important issue, took some creative licenses with that, but I think overall it was well put together and it really, in my opinion, kind of nailed what it was going for. Um, it it showed an accurate, in my opinion, an accurate representation of, you know, this guy dealing with these issues of his wife and he can't directly help because, um, you know, she has to help herself um, and you do kind of deal with the issues of sometimes people don't want to be saved. But I... I, I liked it. Um, you know, gameplay-wise, I think it serves its purpose. It definitely nails, like, the creepy vibe that it achieved in, uh, in the Cat Lady. I think my downsides with the game is that the puzzles are kind of a little more, more bullshit than um, the Cat Lady. But... I mean, it's it is what it is. I guess it kind of comes with the territory. So, <laughs> yeah, um, music was great as with the cat lady. Uh, voice acting could have been better, but coming from a one man team, I guess that makes sense. 
Yeah, one man team had some fucking crappy YouTubers. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> I will say. Don't do my boy cry. I will that. say the guy who did the voice for um, the German doctor. I think he did a good job. Everyone else, I think, could have stepped their game up. <laughs> you should write in, bro. I mean, you didn't like the where the fuck is my wife? <laughs> uh, my, my main problem with the voice acting too was a lot of where? cases. They just like the fuck <laughs> is my wife? Because he says it twice. It's, it's just like the the, fu- the like the way they pace out the sentences and they like yeah, emphasize agreed. the wrong things. It's just like what the fuck, man. <laughs> but uh, other than that, the, so yeah, my gripes are the voice acting and the puzzles. But I think everything else is fun, fits the tone of the game, um, and is admittedly very niche. So, I'm going to give it a thumbs up. Awesome. Um, I guess it's customary to end with the person who picked it, I guess. Um, so, so you'll come after this, and I will pick myself. Um, yeah. This game seems like a dream to me, and mostly because I drank a lot that night. Um, <laughs> but, outside of that... Um, I guess I wanted to say that, like, hot take, like, controversial opinion, I um, really enjoy depictions of mental health this way, <laughs> basically. They're just, they're just a style that has gone out of style and that people don't like because they're not accurate, but I, I think they're kind of, like, worshipping a weird, almost Freudian... Like, it's, it's, like, going off the old phrases everyone hates, like... I'm dealing with my demons or whatever, but then it's like, it's just like, if you took the sentence of like, my wife has demons, I'm trying to get them out of her and you made a game. That's what this is. And I don't have any problem with that personally. Um, that's just, I, I think that's an interesting, weird, uh, it's not supposed to be necessarily realistic. It's kind of just supposed to be, uh, fucked up and ethereal and weird and otherworldly. And, 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 and at the core of it, this is just an artsy game. And so that's just, in like just like an artsy movie is it's it's not going to be particularly explicit uh it's going to be very much <laughs> open to interpretation and i think that's kind of what they want and i i think they kind of want us to have this discussion of what the fuck did it mean and try to cite shit and all that so you know the whether or not it succeeds or not is is up to all of us individually but i i generally like that genre a lot um and i like the genre of like fucked up old school psychology also so like that's kind of why like my bias towards these games is that i i just appreciate that i appreciate the really fucked up like armchair psychologists like trying to read your mind and like being creepy and like knowing everything i i I enjoy that i just think that's another form of fiction um that is interesting so so i like i like games like this actually um i don't i don't know if i like this one as much as the cat lady Uh, i think the cat lady just for me was just on a tone or a, like it struck a chord or a resonance that I responded to and vibrated in a tone or in turn, sorry, uh, with, but I still like this one a lot and I definitely really liked playing it together and I definitely had a ton of fun. So I don't know. I feel like I want to say thumbs up. I want to say, um, maybe if I played it again and I like understood it more and got more familiar with it, I would, I would go higher. I'm not, I'm not sure. I just don't think it quite hit the same, 
uh, notes as the cat lady. And I think also my expectations after playing the cat lady were, were higher also too, because I was like, holy shit, that game hit shit in a way that I was not expecting. So yeah, I, I think, but I think if you did like the cat lady though, and I think this will bear true here among our group, but it'll bear true with other groups too. Uh, play this game for sure. If you like the cat lady, like that's trust me dude like <laughs> what it takes to like that game is very special and if you have that then yeah fuck it play all these games uh you'll like them all and you'll enjoy them all um and only in a rating system do i have to put them apart from each other but i do think cat lady is a head head above but yeah okay i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna stick with one thumb we'll see what about you zoe what do you think well i mean let's be honest like these this is like the weird niche corner of my video games library that I just adore. Um, just for its jank and for its utter absurdity um, and for its overall just unexpectedness, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do think looking back on it I do like the story of the cat lady better and I think that just has to do with what I referenced earlier in that it was more easy for me to connect with the character of Susan and go through her battle of depression um I I thought that that story connected a lot better with me than playing Joe who you can either play as a loving husband or just an asshole. Um, So, like, I do think I like the cat lady better in that regard. That being said, I think, you know, the game's self-awareness in this game and the jokes it puts on itself also made this game more enjoyable than, say, the cat lady. Um, So, like, I kind of want a combination of those two things. Um to make, I guess, like, the perfect niche weird game. Um, you know, Downfall has its has its great moments. Uh, I do agree. I think the music was great in it. Um, I, I love the, uh, you know, the, the side characters. I do like Agnes as little as we, uh, as we see of her. I do like her character. I like her snarky remarks that she makes from time to time. Um, but yeah. I think I'm going to give this game a thumbs up. Like, overall, great game. I'll go with what Gabe said. I probably won't recommend it to everybody, just because this is just such a weird... weird outlier of games that I enjoy. Um, That clearly, like, I, I can understand why it's not everybody's cup of tea to play these things. Um... And so, like, yeah, I would need to, like, pick and choose, like, what kinds of people I would want to be exposed to a game like this. But I had a lot of fun playing it as a group as well. Like, I've been going through footage of this weekend's playthrough uh, all day today, and I was just laughing my ass off at half the stuff that we thought was hilarious in this game. So you can look at that on the our YouTube channel, hopefully soon, if I get my shit together. But... Um, We'll, we'll have that playthrough up for sure. Um, but yeah, thumbs up. We did it. All right. Let's end this. It's done. It's done. Yeah, it's done. So okay. next week we'll be playing just one more, I guess, little short quick hit game before we start our 
arduous, arduous? I don't know. We, we start our trek through the uh, Mass Effects games, but before that, arduous before is we... wrong. Epic is the epic. term. Epic. Our epic quest. I'm gonna say, I epic hope it's more yeah. I hope people Mass- enjoy it. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. The, the way you guys have been saying about Mass Effect 1, it makes me <laughs> a little uneasy. Anyway, though, I mean, but before we, just played... we get to... This like this game has some jank ass shit. Like this some jank true. ass shit in another game might be acceptable. Called out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, before we, we before we get into that though, we'll be playing uh, Year Walk this week. Uh, this was a game that was recommended to us by Mama Steam uh, to play for our Spooky Games Month last year. And, uh, Mama Steam is Zoe's mother for uh, our new listeners. Uh. Go on and expose her like that. <laughs> so I am she expecting, seems... though, uh, Mom, I'm expecting this game to be free this week on Steam. So uh, <laughs> if you can just get on that, that would be great. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, we'll be playing this. It's a quick, uh, it's only a quick, like, two hour game. Uh, supposed to be great, just about creepy Swedish folklore. So we'll be doing that for next week. Yeah. Awesome. Great choice. Eat a dick. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Zoe is the soundboard now. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. But yeah. All right. We'll see everyone on the other side then. Awesome.